All right, all right. A very warm welcome to the Conscious Awareness and Mind Growth Academy. Today we are talking about. Uh, I was saying the power of mastery, or you becoming a master. Mm. Now that you desire to do, be, and have, if I want to, you know, to become better, I must, I must do the things that have to make me become better. You know, I must grow. With that, I have to skill myself to become better. So every time people are listening to me speak out there, they're like, okay. They even notice the change, they notice the growth. Eh? You become a master as that you want to be or desire to be. So when you do that, you cannot fail, literally. Just all are failing as long as you've mastered the art in doing that that you desire, that you desire or that you want to be. But don't you think mastery comes with uh, rigidity? Because we have seen instances where we find uh, people become masters in something that they cannot even think outside that that they're thinking about. Now, they've become so rigid to an extent that if it is not what they think, then it is not relevant. Don't you think there is one or the other how it affects one's being? I think it does. But usually why people are inefficient, Gardner, is because partly one of the reasons is what they are doing they're not so good at it gardener make sure you're good at that you're very good at it you know it, it even builds up your confidence you do it knowing and they're like okay this person is really good at this yeah when your confidence is good you know you'll be at peace you do that thing with peace you're not forcing it Mm. That do the way you do your karma, eh? Mm. The way you do whatever you do, you know? It's because you're good at it, you've grown through it, you know. You didn't become you didn't become God now, you know, in one day, you know. You built it. Every day you add to it. I get it and, and, and what you're saying is absolutely true. But now we are looking at a thin line because if we are talking about mastery, sometimes we are talking about relevance. You've seen, uh, you've seen those professors in schools who want you to give them what they've given to you. And if you bring out something out of their books, they don't consider it to be true or they don't even consider it to be relevant. To help us understand the difference and to avoid the mastery trap, that's how we bring in the unlearning bit of it. It is not that you become confined in just one thing, but you become open to other things but relating them to that thing that you do. For example, if, I'm, if I may use my own self, yes, I have blended, I'm not one-sided, you know? I get religion, metaphysics, I get life, I get uh, leadership, I get business, I, 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 I blend. But it's not that I'm running away from my niche, yeah, from my passion or running away from uh, that one thing that I'm doing. No, I'm just trying to align it with what I'm, I'm doing. So I bring in these other variables. Life is all about acquiring the little equities that we get along the way as we move. But those equities, we have people that have acquired a lot of those equities, but they have not used them. As we normally say, you can have, but if you cannot use, then whatever you have is useless or even you forfeit it. But now, as you acquire, are they malleable? Have you applied them to yourself? Are they working? Do you believe another person can use those acquired equities to become? Now, with those, 
you find yourself that you're not clinging onto that that you have, but you're trying to let it go and bringing in new. You know the unlearning bit. We have talked about it several times. And and and, and that other trap that we fall into, as uh, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell in his book The Outlier, he talked about the 10,000 hour rule. You do something over and over, over and over again, so that it becomes so easy for you to do it. It makes a lot of sense. But in abstracts, if we look at that 10,000 hour rule, sometimes it might be a limitation. You can do something thinking is right, but you're zealously wrong. Right? Now you do it over and over and over again. Now you become a master of negativity. You become a master of failure because you've done it over and over again thinking it is correct. Do you remember the story of the Pharisees when they met Jesus with his disciples and they asked him why his disciples were not washing hands? And he asked them, "Whose law are you referring to?" They said, "The law of Moses, the Mosaic law." How long have you been doing it? This has been our custom. But behind that custom was something different, was selfishness. Because whoever went to wash his hands was supposed to leave a silver coin, was supposed to leave something. That means they were benefiting from the act but not the act itself. You know? It's like worshiping the signpost, not the direction to which the signpost is leading you. So they are seriously wrong and they had become masters in that wrong thing that they've been doing. Then the other is we tend to become masters trying to copy. Okay, I know Kama is doing this and this. Let us also try and do what Kama is doing. Yes, you can do it and even become far better than us. But then if you keep clinging on to us, you're losing your creativity. Aha, uh-huh, you lose your way. If I'm walking like I am doing now, hmm? and I find myself competing with a person in front of me, what I'm looking at is going past that person. And what that person is looking at behind is not allowing me to go past him. Now we have limited our scope to me and to him. He has limited his scope to himself and to me as well. Now, when you remove the competition, that means I have a wider scope of equities. I'm not competing against anyone, rather I'm competing against myself becoming a better version of who or better than I was. Now, in that process of opening the horizons, uh competing against yourself, in that process of being free, now you're trying to become that master that has different equities but keeping the one thing that they want to do behind her. But when you say it is just mastery, then we keep losing some aspects as we have discussed the two aspects competition and uh and what and open horizons for you to to acquire the equities that you desire and use those equities then pass them out as you deem fit the gardener show giving you purpose through mind transformation to live a fulfilled life anyhow um what is your take what do you think is the difference or is there even any difference between change and transformation i know you have used them interchangeably so to an extent that sometimes we we tend to use one where it's not supposed to be while we use the other where it is supposed to be or not supposed to be so what is what is the yardstick change can be good it can be bad mm. it can be for good reasons it can be for bad reasons but transformation is for good you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, i'm expecting <laughs> so transformation is for good 
simple way. If you're transforming, you know, it, it, it's to do with your mind. Yeah. So you mean you cannot transform your mind for for bad? For example, Hitler transformed his mind and started killing other Jews and the Germans. Anyhow, uh, when we talk about change and transformation, we use them interchangeably. They may sound related, but they are different. There's a difference. Yes. One is internal, the other is external. Transformation is internal. Change is external. When we talk about change, if I'm to use analogy of, of, of my father, who's a very man that is into agriculture and farming, if he gets a bean seed and plants it on his, maybe let's say a half an acre of land, maybe that's what he wants to grow that season, he gets those beans, no, let's use a, a small variable for understanding. He gets maybe five beans, he grows them in front of his house, he plants them. He plants them today, now at night he realizes that no, he shouldn't have planted them in front of the house. Maybe he should have taken them in the farm, I mean it's the Matoke plantations. He still has the luxury to get up in the morning, go dig up the holes, get the beans and replant them in another place. That is change. It's a physical movement. But it becomes different, right? When the seeds have germinated. The first one, change, leaves the residues of the act or activity that has occurred. The residues means you are forgiven, but your sins remain, written somewhere. It means I can plant this seed here, but I can come and uproot it and plant it somewhere. But the hole will still remain there, per se, if we had dug a hole. When we talk about transformation, it is an inner state of being. You transform from within. Now, in the act of transforming, nothing remains. You don't even think about it. Because now that seed has already germinated. So you cannot recycle it back and you're like, no, 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 I, I still want the seed the way it was. It has germinated. You can't take it back to its original state. It has transformed. What happens prior and what happens after? When you talk about change, the residue remains. It's like when you're standing along the road and uh, you look at this car that is coming from a, a muddy area. By the time it gets to the tarmac, it will leave residues of the mud in the road. That is change. You can notice that this car has passed here from a muddy place. But then, if you want, you can rub away the prints. For example, you bring water and you know clean up the road, and you want to know that even a car passed there. Now, transformation, because it is within, you cannot see it and you cannot reverse it to its original state. It has occurred. Now, that's why Apostle Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be renewed by the transformation of your mind through testing you're able to know what is good, perfect, and of good will, according to God. And there he provides the test for transformation. One, the desire to change. Two, it doesn't stop on the desire. You have to act by testing. The role of a teacher is to give you all the equities and to guide you to become what you want to be. 
and the role of a student is to test what the teacher has given them and in their testing they get to know the truth what is perfect and what is god's will now once you've gotten to the last you cannot recycle back the act that you've done because it is a mental state of being that's why he says be renewed by transforming of your mind so it is the mind that transforms and once you've transformed because you've tested and you've discovered you do not have to think about it again because there are things that you cannot think of because they are not part of you or you outgrew them for example i used to drink yeah gone are the days i used to drink alcohol to be exact but i transformed i tested and realized there is nothing good in drinking alcohol so when i see somebody drinking today or when uh, i pass by a bar i don't start thinking about alcohol because i transformed myself there are no residues of anything that will lure me to go back and drink whereas change i can just move from one bar to another i'm changing you know right what did i explain what you explained in a way that change Okay, if I'm like the difference still mm. between change and transformation, like you said, we've been using those words, and at some point where you're supposed to use the word transformation, you're using the word change. Mm. Okay? Mm. They have a similarity somewhere, almost. Okay? Mm. But there's a difference between them. Mm. Now, what if I say that change, change, uh, change comes to the desire to change the past? Mm-hmm. Or it's or it's uh, or it's the or it's directed by that. For example, if you change the past, like you said, you used to drink, mm. but you don't do that anymore, mm-hmm. and then you transformed, mm-hmm. you became a better person, you stopped yes. alcohol. The, cha- the change mode comes in with a desire to improve the past, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. But with transformation, mm. it is the future eh, that will direct your actions. Like you said, it is, a, it is the mind, it is within you. Mm. Me, I, actually, I say it in a way that uh, change requires or is required for transformation. Every time there is a change, eh, it's, it is required for transformation. All transformation involves change. So, <laughs> One is a subset of the other. You can change but cannot transform. But for you to transform, you need to have changed. Yes. That makes sense. For you to, to transform, you need to change. But not all change leads to transformation. You, you remember when Jesus, he was walking with his disciples and he met, yes, and he met some man and told him, uh, follow me. And the man said, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus told him, let the dead bury the dead. We may say he, he said that out of neglect or he said that out of being unconcerned. But what he literally meant is transform. Because the word uh, dead has two connotations in Hebrew. It means transforming from the law or transforming from sin. So that that has power over you, you need to transform it. Which may it be sin, which may it be the law. He calls on to us not to just change, but to transform. And there are those aspects that you transform from. Law and sin so him saying let me go and bury that means he was trying to change the outside not changing the inside and transformation comes from within 
and his going you never know it had it was attached to so many things maybe it was the hair he wanted to go and know what have they left for me what am i supposed to do what you know what, what is what is my property like you know those material desires but when Jesus told him let the dead bury their dead he was so much concerned to him trying to tell him that transform your mind don't leave those residues that you're going to see just transform and acquire the new blood and acquire the new law which is grace that you're living it's no longer by law but by grace so basically that that is it so next time you're using telling somebody hey change you know what you say hey transform you know what you say remember where you learnt it from the gardener's field